Welcome to Stack Attack, the PI Public Library Services podcast on books, culture, and everything related to the world of libraries. My name is Grace, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Merry Christmas. There's a certain anticipation that December brings. The snow starts to fall, holiday carols start blasting on the radio, and let's not forget about that whole Hallmark Christmas movie phenomenon. While Christmas might look a little different this year due to the pandemic, nothing can change our collective love of holiday traditions, reminiscing past memories, and enjoying the overall sense of magic that the season brings. In order to help celebrate this year, we reached out to several Islanders to share with us some of their holiday stories. Julie Pellessier-Lush is a PEI legend. Not only is she a successful actress and an award-winning author, but she is also the recipient of the prestigious Queen's Jubilee Medal, the Meritorious Service Medal, and the Senator's 150 Medal for her community contributions. A proud band member of Lennox Island, Julie is also PEI's current and first Mi'kmaq Poet Laureate. And besides all these contributions, she is truly one of the kindest and most generous individuals you will ever meet. Julie sat down with us this December and shared with us some of her favorite holiday traditions. When I was little, the biggest thing was, because it was just me and my dad, we would have a lot of our big things the night before on Christmas Eve. We didn't have a whole lot back then. I remember the biggest excitement was the stockings. And when we'd open the stockings, my dad would always buy like the biggest navel oranges that could possibly fit. My hands were just so tiny and you could put like five of my hands over these oranges. They were humongous. And he would fill up the stockings with fruit and ribbon candy. Yeah, I lost a few baby teeth on those, I'm sure, because they're they're hard but so good. And we always got up a little bit earlier and had Christmas breakfast together. And my dad made the very best eggs benedict from scratch. And I would wake up to the smell of hollandaise sauce cooking in the in the blender and, and the eggs poaching on the stove and the ham frying and all these different things that combined to make the perfect breakfast for Christmas morning. Christmas was always that time where I could pick whatever my heart desired. I wanted to be a pianist. I wanted to play the piano. And so I had asked for a piano. And my father found this itty bitty little children's piano with maybe 12 keys. And it had a little uh, music stand on the top so you could put the music book down and then type on these 12 little keys to make music. And I felt like I was Mozart. I felt like I was going to, to rule the world with my talent. And then later on, he was so impressed that he wanted to put me into piano lessons, which I didn't excel at near as well. (laughs) But I still have fond memories of my little piano, and I think it pretty much stayed with me right up until my 20s.
As many great thinkers have noted, life can be a series of hills and valleys. 2020 has definitely been a year of many valleys, but the holiday season can be a valuable time for us to remember the positive aspects of our lives and a time for us to demonstrate kindness towards others. Julie recounts with us a powerful story from her childhood and how one Christmas reconfirmed her belief in the world. Now, when I was in grade three, my grade three teacher noticed that I was usually that quiet one in the back of the room. We just moved there. I was really shy. I didn't really know too many people. And she realized that it was just my dad and I. She had phoned him, my dad, and said, uh, Mr. Pellis here, I realized that, you know, you, you have a lot on your plate. If you would like the nights that you have to work, uh, I could just take Julie home with me after school and she could come and, and you know, have supper with us. And so then two nights a week, uh, I would get to pack up my school stuff and put everything in my kit bag. And then I'd go and look at my school teacher and she would walk home, I would walk home with her. And for two years while we lived there, I became their their little girl pretty much. I was the one who would wake up on Saturday mornings and because I didn't have any friends I would get on my little bike and put on my little yellow hoodie and go to their house and bang on their door till somebody answered and I'd say I'm here you know and, and they'd let me in and then we'd go shopping or we do stuff and then one day I asked her I said how come you didn't have any kids Mrs. Cassidy and she said well I knew there was a reason I think we were just waiting for you and then they took me in, and Christmases then became Dad and Bertie and Frida. Grade three was when I realized that the world was still really good, and they made sure that Christmas was extra special. Although Julie has lived throughout different parts of Canada, she was originally born in Summerside, PEI, and she is a member of the Lennox Island Mi'kmaq First Nation. Much of Julie's literary work has focused on celebrating her Indigenous culture and preserving PEI's Mi'kmaq history for future generations. In this next story, Julie recounts for us a special holiday story from Lennox Island. Well, traditionally, in Mi'kmaq territory. In the winter, our family separated and they would go in smaller family units and they would have little lodges all across the Mi'kmaq, all across the Atlantic region. And during the winter would be the time where we share our history and our story. The oldest one usually in, in the lodge would be the one to sit at the fire and tell the younger children all the stories so that they would have an opportunity to learn them and hear them over and over again so that when they grew up they can tell their children those stories. And a lot of our stories, a lot of our history, a lot of our knowledge was passed down this way. Mm -hmm. And it was always in the winter that they would do that. And winter would be that time of family. But when I've been asked before about Indigenous people and Christmas, one of the stories that always comes to my mind, and it was, always, it was told to me by my brother and a few other community members, but probably 
in the 60s or early, early 70s. There was a lot of hardships happening in Lennox Island in terms of people not having enough money to make it through the winter, people really struggling financially, trying to make sure that they had enough food in their tables. One of those years, and I think it was probably the mid-60s, someone decided that they were going to take the children of Lennox Island and they were going to fly them to Slemon Park. Gathered all their kids and they, they assembled there in the center of Lennox Island in this great big plane. But the plane landed in Lennox and the back of it opened and all the kids went in and they closed it up and the plane took off and they said they were going to the North Pole. And then they land in Slemon Park, a.k.a. the North Pole of PEI. And when the kids got out, the hall was decorated all Christmassy with tinsel and all the beautiful things, Christmas bulbs hanging everywhere. And at the very back of the room, after they seen the food, the hot dogs, the treats, the chips, and everything they could possibly want to eat, at the very end of the hall, there was Santa Claus. Merry Christmas. And in his bag, as he called every child up, was a present for each and every one of them. And they did this for quite a few years. The community just rallied around to make sure that, in a way, I think it was almost like no child was left behind. And they got to feel the magic of Christmas. And when I think of Christmas and the Indigenous people, I think that that one imprinted on the brains and the hearts of all those kids who are now grown up and they all have their own kids right now but to me I think that saved the magic of Christmas for that community and for that generation of kids. Before our province was known as Prince Edward Island, it was called Ile Saint-Jean. The French were the first Europeans to settle on the island during the 17th and 18th centuries, and they became known as the Acadians. While many of Prince Edward Island's Acadians were deported when the island was later captured by the British, a small minority remained, and their presence is still visible in the French language and vibrant culture of these island Acadian communities. Irma Arsenault is a lifelong resident of Abrams Village, a community located within PEI's Evangeline region. We were able to reach Irma over the phone, and she shared with us her memories of Acadian holiday traditions, food, and music. Well, uh, of course, midnight mass. Go to bed at around 7 o'clock, and then they wake us up to go to church in the uh, horse and sleigh. And uh, there was always snow that I can remember. And uh, the ho- other horses were going to church lined up like, and bells were ringing on the horses. It was nice. Yeah, they were all, and usually the, all the farmers had their horses and the wagon going one behind the other. And uh, one, one time we came home from church and I was sure I saw Santa Claus in the clouds. I'm still sure he was there. <laughs> so real. We were, we were believing so hard that, you know, it, it was really there. 
Well, the meal, the supper at Christmas was different because we had meat pie and we had potted meat and we had usually uh, raw beer. We had that for the supper at Christmas. We always had a dinner at noon. Well, we usually had more sweets than we had you know, when it's not Christmas. Everybody mm-hmm. was asking each other, how many kinds of sweets did you make? Sometimes it was 18, 20. But mom used to make that uh, plum pudding. Always had that for dessert when we were going to mom's for, for dinner. Before, before I was married, when we were kids, we always went to our grandparents for dinner. We went, it was about a 10 minute walk from our house and we walked there, we had dinner, and my sister and I, we'd run home after dinner to color in our coloring book. And the, the kids next door used to come to our house, we'd get around the table and color in our Christmas coloring books. <laughs> I always enjoyed the Christmas songs, and the, uh, especially the French ones. We couldn't get a French station on our radio when I was young, but when I started, uh, when we grew older and we got the French station, oh my God, we enjoyed that. They're all originals. Past Christmases was when I was out to Madeline Islands for uh, to study, and okay. I came home for Christmas. That was really special. <laughs> yeah, we used to. Uh, all the people would come and see us, and you know, people were visiting more then. All our aunts and uncles and grandparents would come and see us when we were home. It was very special. Haley Zavo is a legend in Eastern PEI. While serving as the executive director of the King's Playhouse in Georgetown for the past six years, Haley is also known as a gifted musician, a proud supporter of her local community, and a busy mom of three. Haley was able to sit down with us recently and share some of her family holiday traditions. Our house was always filled with just rich sweets and candies and delicious turkey dinner on on Christmas Day. That dish would would probably be meat pie. That uh, it was something that that my mom and my dad would would make over the course of Advent in the weeks leading up to Christmas, and then always uh, just before we went to midnight mass, we would have a slice of meat pie and uh, mustard pickles, <laughs> and uh, we'd get to open our our one present for the evening. Yeah, we hang Christmas stockings and uh, we, uh, we go very traditional with our Christmas stockings and so you always get an apple and an orange mm-hmm. in the toe of your stocking and it always has to be a Christmas apple. A red delicious. So I'll, I'll tell you about one tradition that we had growing up in our family and then continued as adults. And my mom started it when my brothers and sisters were away from home because uh, we have a number of family members who are in the military and who just lived off island. And so she started this in a way to keep us all connected at Christmas and she sent everyone a candle. And at six o'clock on Christmas Eve, 
everyone lights the candle, no matter where you are in the world. It's been such a nice way for our family to, you know, to remember each other mm -hmm. and to think about each other at that time. So there have been years when, you know, there was somebody in the States and somebody living in Africa and people in PEI and Nova Scotia and those candles were lit all at the same, same time. While the majority of people associate the month of December with Christmas, there are various holiday traditions that are celebrated during this month. There is Kwanzaa, an annual celebration of African-American culture that is held from December 26th to January the 1st. And of course, there is Hanukkah, the eight-day Jewish festival of lights, commemorating the rededication of the Holy Temple in Jerusalem. Haley shares with us how her family has been able to blend and celebrate multiple traditions. in a household where we celebrate Christmas, but when I got married, my husband's family, who live in Israel, they celebrate Hanukkah. When our oldest son was born, um, my husband, whose family live in Israel, and I decided that we would start to celebrate Hanukkah. And of course, that's a celebration that his family in Israel um, are doing. And uh, so, so we got a menorah, um, his mom actually sent us our first menorah, and so we celebrate Hanukkah um, for the, the eight days of that celebration. And, and it's been really special for us, you know, um, especially in the places that we've lived, there's not sort of a, a large Jewish community. And so it feels like this celebration that's just ours. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, all the elements of it are really precious, you know, because it's all about light in the darkness and miracles and hope. Um, and that's been really special for us. And also honoring so many of the traditions that, that are so important in our family. And that's why you know, that's why we still light the candle at six o'clock on Christmas Eve, and it's why we bake the fruitcakes and meat pies, and it's why we light the candles at Hanukkah, is to feel those connections to people who maybe are far away or aren't with us anymore. Um, and I think that it, it shows our children the importance of those connections. Stack Attack is a production of the PEI Public Library Service. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it may inspire you to get into the holiday spirit this year. A big thank you to our storytellers, Julie, Irma, and Haley, for sharing their time and memories with us today. And of course, we would love to hear from you. Share with us any of your holiday stories or traditions on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And don't forget to check out our website at library.pe.ca for regular updates on resources, materials, and programs available at the library. Thank you for listening today, and happy holidays. Ho, 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 ho.